That's not English, Brian. It's German. (laughs) (laughs) So what I told you is true. Promise of what you would. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to A Certain Point of View here on a Monday evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Hope everyone is doing fantastic out there. Yes, the new intro is here. The new intro is live. Hopefully you guys all enjoyed that. Um, That was a lot of fun to put together. A little bit of each of us in that intro, which is a blast. Um, And can't wait to hear what you guys think of it. Unfortunately, not able to play it while Jill is here. She is off gallivanting, being busy at work this week, which, you know, uh, she has one of those once a month. But... um, she saw it. She she was excited about it. Started off with Tangled for her, which is always a nice little treat. So, uh, hope everyone's doing great out there. We are very excited for tonight's show. Got a lot to talk about. Um, two topics: Star Wars, Ted Lasso. Two great topics to talk about. Uh, we're gonna catch back up with Molly because she's obviously been gone, doing her thing, celebration. Talk a little bit about everything that was announced, plus Mando, and then uh, just kind of talk our way through Ted Lasso and how we've been feeling about. Uh, the season three and final season uh, so far. Uh, let's go and check back in with everybody, see how everyone's doing. Brian, I'll start with you today. I'm starting with you what, while you're chomping away. What's your snacking on? <laughs> Popcorn. So it's a little I went to- chewing, chewing in our ear, but no big deal. No big deal. Can you hear um, it? Yes. A little bit, a little bit. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is he doing that on purpose? <laughs> I had no idea. I mean, you have a microphone in your face. What do you mean you have no idea? I didn't think it was that loud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was totally planned. It's because I'm skinny in the intro now, so now I'm getting fat. because getting- Oh, my God. Now that has to okay. go into the intro. <laughs> Throw that over there, because I will be tempted to keep eating it. Um, I'm fine. The kids were demons today. Absolutely. We heard. We heard. Nightmare. It was like one of those days where you question your life's choices days. Um, yeah. I, but happy now that I'm not there. <laughs> so <laughs> now I'm like super, I'm like drinking my water super quiet now. Yeah. Cause I mean, now you we're just the water super loud. So okay. I do not. You just <laughs> yes, listen. You, you just yes, listen you. to it. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Um, Molly, how are you doing though? You've you've had quite the three weeks. You you've Where been all over the place. I feel Where like it's been so gone? long since we've seen you. Like I <laughs> forever. I yeah, I, I mean I feel I want my snacks. Sorry. I was I was setting up my camera and I was like, do I even remember how to do this? Like, how do I <laughs> stream? Uh yeah, I'm I feel like I made a full recovery from COVID. Finally, finally got the COVID. My first time it was kind of rough, but I made it. And uh, yeah, celebration was crazy. And I think I've just now recovered sleep wise from not getting any in London. <laughs> uh, you were up. You at, didn't get any uh, in London. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You were you were up at Mostly. hours that were ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> well, you were, t- you were that, messaging us at t- hours. I was like. What the, amount of the times hell we were like, is she still doing up? Like, what? Yeah. 
On Monday night, times. we were up when you guys were streaming. Yeah, like what the hell? Because Chase which was, was sitting which on eight our... hours. That would have made it two thirty in the morning, yeah. three o'clock. Like, goodness. We we just like we ended up staying up so late every night just because we didn't want to stop hanging out with everybody. And the last night, we brought everybody back to our room, <clears throat> so we had like six or seven <clears throat> people sitting in our hotel bed and. Chase pulls up the live stream and he's like, they're streaming. Should we say hi in the chat? And I was like, wait, what time is this? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that when we saw that come across, that was wild. That was wild. Um, I love that you judged your time on whether or not we were streaming. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Um, look, we're, we're gonna get we're gonna get more into celebration, uh, a little bit more details, but before we do so. Uh, just want to throw it out there real quick for anybody that didn't notice or see our social media posts or anything. We now have what is known as the YouTube membership. If you are curious or interested, um, super cool aspect of YouTube that they added over the last year. Um, you can join and there's custom emojis and, and perks that are available. Very similar to Patreon, but not to the Patreon level. Uh, Andy is one of our beloved members now, and he put a bunch of the emojis, if not all of them in the chat a little bit earlier, if you want to see what they are. Oh, very just pov classic moments stuff like that he's throwing it in the chat right now for us um and there's some uh, my computer's too old it just says crew fan crew hot mess brian, crew what day you, no, no 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 brian like i said earlier brian you have to look on youtube like i said earlier you can't look on oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't know it's um, pretty funny to see crew hot mess <laughs> yeah street stream which we do all of our stuff through uh doesn't uh, translate it, but it is on YouTube. You'll be able to see it. Blake, to answer your question, there is no bussy emoji. Uh, <laughs> that, that that might come at some point. Who knows? Oh, um, we'll see. We'll see. Yes, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. What is that going to look like? I don't know what that's going to look like. My I don't fan. know if I want to make that. So, um, but yeah, look, you, love for you guys to join. It's totally up to you. Um, like I said, there's some other things outside of emojis, but it's just being a part of the view crew and supporting. Uh, and again, it's in your hands to do so. But for those who have joined already, thank you guys so much. We really, really appreciate it. Um, and welcome to the View Crew times twice if you're already part of Patreon. So, um, all right, let's get back into some Star Wars. A lot of cool things. Oh to my talk god, about. they look so good. <laughs> thank you. Thank the the that. little VC, whatever. Yeah, it, from like one. far away, it looks like a sea creature. I can't really tell. What yeah, like some tentacles it. and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, what's yeah, the no, that one, one was really fun to make. Uh the the view crew symbol. And and for those who don't know why that is Thoughts. the symbol, um, our patron members, I believe, sell them months and months and months ago. We were saying goodbye on either a bar trivia or or a, a hangout, and he randomly threw up the gang sign. Uh and everyone just started doing it since then. And last week when we were making all of these, Jill was like, This needs to I think, yeah, I think it was Jill. She was like, This needs to be the logo. Like this has mm -hmm. got to be the icon for anybody who joins, and it fits perfectly. So, um, yeah, like Andy said, he said he thought he was a crab at first, and it was super confused. So, uh, anybody listening or watching, that's a VC. Uh, I can I can put the logo. I put the logo on Twitter. You can actually see it. But um, a crab. That's funny. Yeah, crab. It's like an upside down crab. But also, uh, before you get started, uh, Blake, I saw that you said your kids broke. What was it? A sink. Yeah, mine broke a table today. So they, today must have been a day. So I don't <laughs> know. Why are they breaking tables? Five of them, five 
eighth grade girls thought, oh, this wooden table that is held up by tiny little metal legs will hold if all five of us sit on it at the same time. To which it immediately went. Was it was it your favorite table, Brian? I mean, it was my only table that isn't my desk outside of like their desk. So it was like my like put all my random crap on it table. Oh, okay. So it was like your table. Yeah, essentially. So yeah. I don't know. They're just breaking stuff. Rude. Did you call them all fat? (laughs) did she fat shame them afterwards (laughs) no because they were girls so it's oh yeah i sent them out i was like bye and then i got like the handwritten letters we are so sorry for sitting on your table (laughs) and it breaking in half (laughs) yeah uh nerd chronic has a great question for you brian Uh if you want to answer that hello nerd chronic thank you for joining us Oh, I haven't. You want to know what I actually started? I finally made a decision. I started uh, Succession. There you go. Alex really wants to watch that. And I'm oh, kind of you a, guys like, need to watch it. It's so good. I'm it's like, all so, right, maybe. Here's the thing. I hate how it's filmed. I hate it. How's it filmed? It's like it's the very office. documentary. You know style? how where they it's like, very documentary oh. style. Yeah, I hate that. I love it. I love it. Hate it. It adds so much more so weight. It adds so much more weight to the show the way they film it because it's about mm-hmm. it. It's about a firm of people controlling other assets and like it's a total business style show. So you have to film it a little differently to kind of add weight because it's normally just people talking. Like it's just it's just things happening in offices. There's no no action or anything. Like some stuff happens, but. I do like how they film it personally. Gabby said the same I thing when we it. started watching it. So she and she really enjoys it too. So her and I are just always on the same wavelength. Um, <laughs> Blake, have you guys heard of this show? This jury duty show? Mm-hmm. It's highly piqued my interest that I'm trying. I'm debating starting it. Nice. The the new season of Yellow Jackets is wild. That's funny that you say that because I'm like Uh-oh. waiting for something to happen. Like episode two obviously had like the thing, which we'd been waiting <laughs> forever. But yeah. I've kind of just been like waiting for something else to happen since then. Like things have happened, but like the, when is it? Re- I, I haven't like watched. I haven't watched yesterday's episode, but the one before that was that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what number episode that was, but are you talking about the ending with? with us yeah the big like, meal yeah so that was episode two okay yeah and yeah yesterday was episode four so you might have two to watch oh yeah maybe <laughs> we're missing one i don't know because you were gone to celebration so that's fair that's fair yeah it's been very good so far though the show is very very well written for sure um all right well let's dive into some star wars uh look obviously a lot happened and we talked about the majority of it last week uh, the Ray and uh, you know Dave Filoni film and the Acolyte and, and Ahsoka and all that stuff. So it's going to be a little bit more guided towards Molly's experience and maybe some things that she kind of wants to talk about because you obviously hadn't had a chance to really talk about it yet. Um, and then we'll just filter in and talk about it. And if it filters into something we talked about last week, so be it. We warned people last week that this was going <laughs> to get brought up again. So yeah. Um, 
Molly, outside of just your overall experience, which you're obviously welcome to talk about, what is like the one thing that you would like to start off with that you saw, heard, experienced at Celebration? Um, I will say that the big Lucasfilm panel, it went so long over time. So after we got done... <clears throat> seeing all the coverage on the shows and like the stuff that we knew was coming everybody was kind of like checking their watches and they were like you know what that's it no movie news oh well <laughs> so we were all just kind of like prepared for that like well interesting there's that i guess and then it, it they started talking about it like kathleen kennedy came back out started talking about it brought out all the directors we lost our freaking minds we were like oh my god <laughs> Like I put a tweet out and I was like, no movie news. And I had to quote tweet myself and say, I was wrong. <laughs> it was nuts. It was nuts. When Daisy Ridley came out, oh. like people were sobbing and just yeah. like the there were so many minds blown at that panel. It was crazy. We got so super lucky getting uh press entrance into the the big panels so we were able to be like on in the celebration stage room for all the big ones and uh that was incredible we we talked about it last week uh because obviously it was a very different experience for us we woke up to all of the news um and maybe some people stayed up who were you know hardcores or had the chance if they're like on the east coast a little bit closer to them but for us on the west coast it's eight hour difference so you know two three you know 11 o'clock for you guys is 2, 3 a.m. for us, which is typically when it is. So we were waking up 5, 6 o'clock to all of the news. And it was a very, like, even though I would have loved to have watched it and experienced it live and everything, it was a pretty cool experience, like, waking up and seeing, like, Twitter just already being blown up for hours, knowing mm -hmm. the news had already been, seeing what people are saying about it. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was very cool. And it was, like, from what I've seen, I haven't been to a lot of celebrations, but it feels like it was one of the best celebrations as far as news goes, because it's really shaped like a new ver or new era of Star Wars and kind of where they're headed, because we've had so many questions for so long. Mm -hmm. um, and it really looks like they took the opportunity to make sure it all counted. Because um, yeah. if we didn't have those announcements, it would have been very weird to not hear about the three movies and just basically get like the Ahsoka trailer and then all the other filtered stuff in. Yeah. Like obviously it would have been cool, but the three I got what I needed. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Brian, have you seen the leaked stuff of Thrawn? Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, are you talking just him like walking out of the shit? That like His that face. Part? Yeah. 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 Uh Sean uh sent me a a high, like, well, not high def, but like the best one that they could find. And then I saw the one clip, like a screen recorded of the trailer, like of when he kind of like lifts, lifts his head up and sh it's that scene. Mm -hmm. I screamed. Yeah. I, I still don't really know why they try to keep that stuff exclusive to that room because it's going to get out. Mm hmm. It always gets recorded by somebody. It always does. No matter how to be hard fair, they try. I have yet to see the full skeleton crew and the full acolyte. I've seen the first minute of each, and that's it. Mm. 
I mean, they were really good at like, knocking the phones out of people's hands if they had them <laughs> up at all. So yeah, the all the footage that got shown was incredible. Again, like that stuff almost always gets leaked. I don't know why they keep it so tightly hid for just the people in that room, but like, I don't know. It's uh, so the best thing about the movie news was I feel like when when they had the timeline up on the screen and it kept so they they had the timeline up and it was just everything that we already know. And every time they announced something new, it would expand That's and it would cool. like add a That's little cool. thing. Yeah. And in it my mind, bigger. I I imagined Alex screaming the most at just a timeline being made. Yeah, he was pretty <laughs> excited. But like, I like that so much better for for Star Wars right now than like a new trilogy being announced. Because we're kind of getting a trilogy, but it's just a like before, during, and after yeah. timeline trilogy. If that makes mm-hmm. sense, mm-hmm. and. I think it's just three three time periods that really needed films. I I love the idea of at least for a little while just singular stories. And if they filter into other stuff, cool. But we've talked about it, you know, till we're dead in the face that there's so much room in the Star Wars galaxy to tell stories and like sure would we want a trilogy of movies in the old republic? Obviously. But what's to say we can't start with just one story that kind of turns into two stories that might turn into three stories. Um, so I like that they're purposely telling these stories in these specific eras and they're so far away from each other, which is really cool because like, obviously it's all connected, but James Mangold is 25,000 years before Dave Filoni's, which is 30 plus years, 45 years before you know, uh, the Ray film and, and it's all separated. And, you know, like you said, we're touching all these different eras and we know that there's all kinds of eras for star Wars. Um, it's just very interesting that they haven't touched. The only one that hasn't been touched is the older public. Yeah. I'm just like, which there's a reason for that. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like reason... that's going to be the first trilogy back whenever we get it. Yeah. There, there's a reason why the, the remake of the game keeps getting pushed and like the, no books, no comics, no mm-hmm. nothing is touching the old Republic. They're saving that for like yeah. something big. Yeah. But that and I also think they're yeah. afraid to jump too quickly into it. Maybe I mean, you could, you could really, you can literally mm-hmm. almost restart star Wars. God forbid if with the old Republic, if like, if it was on, not life alert. Those are the little grandma buttons. What is it called? <laughs> um, life alert? Life support? Yeah, but, uh, life support. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, life alerts for the old grandmas. What is the other thing called? Life support. <laughs> if Star Wars was ever on life support, the second you put Old Republic back out. Well, it depends on if the Old Republic Hi, fans like it. Hi, Hi Jill. That's fair. Which they don't like anything. So, <laughs> Well, it's. It's interesting that they're going so far into the past because I feel like that story has the most pressure on it. We're talking the very first Jedi, the beginning of all of this. Like, there's so much pressure on that. Did you guys see when James Mangold was on the live stage being interviewed? Yeah. I, I didn't watch all of it, but I 
I heard about him saying something like, uh, they were they were asking him about the volume, and he was like, "Nah, we film real shit." Yep. yep. <laughs> he straight up said that, and I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah, it's it's I I get where he's coming from as a as a filmmaker, but you know maybe the volume like when he gets into Star Wars, whenever they start making that film, he might have something that he needs the volume for." And he might be speaking too soon, but for us speaking indie wise, like I get it. You know, I, I love the fact that they're shooting real as far as indie goes, but he may be speaking a little too soon. But in James Mangold, I trust the guy really has done incredible work over the last decade or so. Um, Here's my thing. Indiana Jones must be amazing if they're like, here, you tell the first story of the first Jedi. Can you Matt? Like that's like Molly said, like, that's huge. That is the literal beginning of all of this. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, you do it. Coming off of Indiana Jones. Well, well his pitch must have been really good. So. He's done a lot of incredible stuff. The first thing mm-hmm. I thought of was Logan when he was announced to, to be doing a movie like that. I was like, oh my God. Like, Just imagine him taking... Not like the super hard R version, but how gritty and grounded that film was in a superhero world and putting that in Star Wars. Yeah. Like that's wild. Yeah. I'm I'm excited. I think like I, I have faith that these all these movies will be really good. The one I'm worried about the most is honestly Felonies. And by saying worried about the most, I mean, like, if I had to pick one of the three to be a little uneasy about, it would be that one. But I think it's going to be great. It's just, it's probably just going to be like the Avengers style culmination of Mm -hmm. the Mandoverse. Yeah. Which has a lot of potential of being amazing, but. Just got to see where it all ends up after Ahsoka and Mando and how long they're going to go with it all. And. And. Filoni himself seemed to be very like timid as far as talking about his own skills as a director. He he would be like, I've still got a lot to learn. You know, he's he's working a lot very closely with Favreau. Yeah. So he he was pretty honest up on stage about like where he's at as a as a director. Which there's nice. there's there's no way that Favreau's not involved with that movie. Like in my eyes, like I don't, I don't, I feel like there's if it's a Mandoverse movie, it's he's got gonna be a, be a producer team. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I, I think Filoni will get the credit, obviously, and he'll do the most directing. But Favreau is gonna be on set for sure. I think they'll collaborate in a well in a way that you know helps Filoni. But yeah, I mean that I it is, but it is nice to hear some directors, you know, because most directors will flat out just talk about themselves, and they're able to do this and that and this and that and they're kind of afraid to talk about themselves in that way. Like Filoni does. So that is relieving mm-hmm. to know that he's not, you know, that he understands where he's at as a director and how also important it is. Um, and it's still years away. So he's got plenty of time to learn, which is nice. So. Yeah. Uh, Molly, what do you think about the Ray movie? That was a hot topic. We talked about last week. This is, this I, is wild. I'm so excited. I saw earlier Vapion asked if I was one of those people crying I wasn't crying because I was in pure shock. Yeah. Still. I wasn't expecting that soon. That's so funny to me because out of everything that came, 
that was the least shocking thing to me. I, I knew it was going to come eventually. I wasn't expecting her to be there, come out on stage. Like, I was not expecting that to be announced so soon. Agreed. Agreed. Not this soon, yes. for sure. I agree. I don't know. I think just because we had seen so many things posted of her being, like, around Star Wars e things that it kind of just didn't surprise me. Like, she, there was, like, a solid three things that was posted of her like in or around the vicinity of Lucasfilm or something. So like to me, that was just kind of like, Oh, this is starting to happen. Yeah. Well, I mean, she does voices for a lot of things too. Like everybody was kind of like trying to speculate like, Oh, Daisy Ridley is having lunch with Kathleen Kennedy. That must mean that she's back in star Wars, but it could have meant a lot of different things. Uh, But I am curious if anyone else is coming back. Like, I want at least Finn in this movie. I would love to have Poe in it as well, but it depends on what the story is going to be, where it's, where it's headed. But she she needs to be at least with Finn for part of it. Like, they've already started to set that up in the in the Lego movie or the Lego special. Do you do you think because I said last week that I would be totally fine, not that I want it, but I would be totally fine if it was just her. Do you think that the movie. Like it has to have one of them in it to like be to like make sense and be successful and like, let's say Finn, like, does it have to have Finn in it to kind of just fit the mold of of the type of movie it's supposed to be? Uh, It doesn't have to. Like, they can work around it if John Boyega is just like, absolutely not. I'm not coming back. Yeah. But I think it makes sense for him to be with her, to be training with her, to be helping her look for other Force-sensitive kids mm-hmm. out there. But it's also been, what, 15 years Yeah. post-Rise, so he could be off doing his own thing. Yeah. Just depends on what they set up story-wise for that 15-year gap. Mm-hmm. I think the way they left it, for me, Finn would be the most weird not being there. Just the way they left it. But I mean, like you said, it is 15 years. But out of all of them, he would just kind of seem like, well, why isn't he there? Mm-hmm. Uh, at, le- at least maybe like a I don't know like a 20 minute scene or a 20 minute segment where he's involved maybe not the whole film but where they reunite he's in there doing his thing if he was you know? if I would be fine if they weren't going to use him if obviously I'm assuming she's created a new temple of some sort if he was a master like that led classes like just so you kind of like know that he is there doing something mm-hmm. like that that would be enough for me if we're really not going to use him that is should suffice we get like a, even, a dennis lawson level cameo from job boyega <laughs> yeah just yeah i mean yeah. but by all means though i would much rather him be in it than not but if they're really not going to use him, maybe just like 
try to get him to do that part at least. Just be like, oh, hey, Master Finn. Uh, yeah uh, well i mean <clears throat> hopefully hopefully and and this is just solely based off of you know conversations and interviews over the years watching the sequel trilogy but hopefully daisy and john are close enough friends to where she can convince him to come back i mean yeah. it, like like you said molly it's solely up to to john boyega on whether or not i don't think that you know they could probably give him a massive dollar amount but he was very, very, very upset towards the end of that trilogy about how his character was handled. So it's not just a money factor to him. It's more so like, how are you going to take care of my character? Like right. what, where, what is going on with my character? What's he been up to? What's his involvement? And are you going to give me what you promised me however long ago? Um, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I have a feeling like if I was just going to say, based on what I'm seeing, I would say Daisy could probably convince him. But... Who knows? Yeah, okay. I mean, the, the problem that he was facing was that he felt like his character was going to be a Jedi by the end of that trilogy. Yeah. And if that's where mm -hmm. he is headed now in this new movie, that could be enough to maybe convince him. But yeah, I'm sure Daisy Ridley <laughs> is definitely going to help try to convince him. Yeah. It would just make My, sense. Like you could easily throw him into the equation 15 years and make him a Jedi. Like that's so easy. Cause it's not like a year or two afterwards. It's 15 years and you have two minutes of dialogue kind of explaining it all. And over and over story told. I just like, I think for me, just wondering what it is specifically that he wants. What would be make, Jedi, I think, well, I think yeah, we'll never know. I but. think it's one of two things. I think it is wanting his character to be a Jedi and like that whole thing. And I would venture to even say maybe have more of a presence. Like more like I could honestly kind of see him wanting a 50-50 type role. I don't think that would ever happen. But I don't know. Never say never. Never say Well, never. I mean, it's to me, they've pretty much established that Ray is the Luke right now. And like even, even when you had Luke, Han, and Leia, like it always still kind of felt like 60-40 a little bit. Yeah, well, yeah, Luke, Luke was the the lead of the leads. That's what I'm saying. So like I don't yeah. To me, there would never be a 50-50 of Ray and Finn. Maybe a, like a 60-40 type thing. But you, it's she's clearly going to be the one that's like leading, like yeah. a yeah. Luke type thing. I don't think sure. John Boyega would, would want a 50-50 split of like screen time. I think he knows better than to ask for that. But if he does this movie, you know, there's potential for a lot of spin-off things for his character that I'm sure. Oh my he god, that's right. You have a tattoo for. on your hand now. Yeah. I completely forgot about that. I was looks, like, what the hell is that? It looks so it, good. It looks really crooked when I show people like this. It looks so good. <laughs> but yeah. That's my yeah, tattoo. it looks really good. It's still healing. <clears throat> um but yeah. 
Um, all right. Well, any any final thoughts on celebration, guys, before we kind of dive into Mando a little bit? I know there's a lot, but yeah. there's a lot. I want to hear about this big gay party that you went to and that I was extremely jealous of uh not being there. How big was gay that? party. Mm-hmm. Uh it was great. Chase's uh queer Star Wars meetup was really fun. Uh Alex Is that where Alex was dancing on stage with Chase? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was <laughs> Alex had a great time. He he was <laughs> he was picked. He was chosen, uh, and yeah, it was a good time. It was really crowded. It was a teeny tiny little pub, but so that's probably where I got COVID. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Chase, we just all like, your fault, Chase. <laughs> no, we were we were just like packed in there. Um, it was really fun and got to hang out with some cool people. Yeah, Sean awesome. was there. Got to hang out that's with Sean awesome. a lot. I can only imagine those poor bartenders. Oh, they, they were not prepared. <laughs> That's like... what I figured. <laughs> we I kept ordering like... doubles of everything that we got everywhere. And like, I, I don't know, here, like, at least in Atlanta, we order a double somewhere. And they, they are pretty generous with so what they're light pourers over there. They were like measuring it to a T. Oh, no, no, no. Wow. And I was like, come on, man. We come from America where we overpour everything. Uh, it's probably because they were afraid you guys were going to drink them dry and they were going to run out of supplies. That's we probably what did. it was. I believe it. <laughs> and I need to know what the drag queen's name was. Uh, Let me look. Oh, it I just like a Star Wars theme. You should have made her prepare, Brian. Come on now. Well, I'm sorry. it was supposed to be one queen and then i think it got switched like at the last minute i can't remember um sean might remember her name it started with a j i'll i'll look it up and i'll find that's it's not that big where it was i just um, um yeah it was really fun the only other thing i wanted to say about celebration was despite this being one of the best celebrations for news the Excel Center was garbage. I heard it was extremely really? small. It was so small. They were not prepared for that many people. The I mean, even the celebration stage room That's was wild. tiny. So, like, if you're wondering Compared why to what you didn't... we went to last time, yeah, oh yeah. Like, if no, I'm w- saying, I'm saying the stage, like the oh. ma- where the panels were. How big are we talking? I mean, difference probably like a third maybe holy crap like a schmodown stage well i'm i'm more talking about the room and how many people it Mm. held Mm. i don't know how many people that room at the anaheim convention center holds it's big it's very big yeah but like this one did not hold many people so i was like oh that's why not many people got into these lotteries because these rooms are tiny that's a bummer Uh, how many people were in your panel like how much were in a room our our room was also really small we were kind of bummed about that but it was full like to the point where they let some people in to stand but that's not surprising yeah you you guys were you guys were sold out with people before your panel like two hours yeah like way beforehand right yeah that's awesome we couldn't even get into we couldn't get into the anaheim one yeah but we know her yeah (laughs) (laughs) miss courtney that was that was their name there you go 
Okay. Uh, um, yeah, yeah I, but- I was, I saw in our Discord that people were talking about how small it was. The people that were yeah. there, they kept and saying how small and kind of unorganized it felt. That area too was kind of not great. There's there was a ton of construction going on. So if if you were staying on the east side of the building, you had to literally you were like within walking distance. Our hotel was right up against the convention center to where we wow. could just walk in, but the entrance was on the other side. And so we had to get on the train to even get in, even though we were right there. Wow. Which was so annoying. Like it would, it took forever to get in, and like the security were like kind of mean to everybody. It was just kind of a mess. And like the Excel Center itself is just like one big, long rectangle. So you'd come in at the entrance, and the celebration stage is all the way on the other side. Oh, you just walk the whole way down. Oh God, it was a mess. Uh, I, has it been has it been held at London before? Is this the first time? No, I think it was there last time. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was at, at the, the, at the same location too. Yeah. Wow. But it was much smaller. Interesting. I feel like well, J- I'm trying to think of what Japan. I feel like Japan couldn't be as ginormous, but there's a lot of people in Japan, so yeah, it's hard to say. <laughs> That's tough. That, that, they have that two years to prepare, gone. so. They have they have two years to prepare for all of that. So. That is true. They did get what they're going to build a building just like uh, just like I would not be surprised. Locations. Just like Olympic locations build buildings, they're going to build a building for Star Wars. I would not be surprised if they did something <laughs> like that for it. Yeah, Molly, what do you? Okay, so we made the prediction that it's going to like jump continents. So, like, I personally think that they're going to go probably like. North America, Europe, Asia. North America, Europe, Asia, like that. What do you, What are you thinking? I think it's possible. Honestly, like I just assumed it was going to jump back and forth between Anaheim and Orlando. So when they announced Tokyo, I was just like, "What?" <laughs> that came out of nowhere. Uh, but if if they're going to be doing it every two years now, which is that's what it sounds like, it'll be celebration and d23 every other year maybe i mean that would be cool they're going places with parks so wherever a park is we could see a paris star wars celebration we could that's what i know los angeles so there's plenty of places i think they'll go to orlando after japan gordon mentioned australia uh tokyo or I don't know that it's Tokyo, wherever they do it in Japan, it, it is going to be in the same time zone as Australia. So for them, it's just a straight shot up. That's what Andy Andy was talking about. He's going. He he's said he's going to 100% go. It's a long flight still, but it's the same time zone, so it doesn't matter to him. Yeah. Um, which is exciting for those fans because they, they, it's a long trip for them if it's anywhere else in the world. Um, and so that, that's cool that they get a chance to go. Uh, all right, let's go ahead and shift gears. Still Star Wars, but talking Mando a little bit. <laughs> Jake's like, we will not be there. No, I, I so, sorry, I can't. I will not. Be I know to you and I are like. No, I, I mean, I literally was like to him. I was like, we're on the west coast. The prices for flights shouldn't be like too horrible. And then I looked at it and I went, we. I'm not going. Yeah. <laughs> even like even if grand. I wanted to try, there's no way my life in a year is not or two years is going to be. Much I know, but I'm saying right money wise, it it was like. Okay. Yep. Not doing this one. 
There's someone yeah. on the way that's going to be taking half my money. So, um, <laughs> Gabby, all Gabby that's, already came. All that's going out the window. <laughs> Gabby took a third or a, a quarter of my money. So, <laughs> um, sounds like she has room to take a little more. So, there no, you go. No, 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 no. Uh, all right, let's talk a little bit, Amanda. Look, the finale comes out this week. Uh, we got a great episode last week that kind of set up everything that we're going to be seeing in the finale on Wednesday. Uh, lots of questions, theories have been thrown around over the last week. A lot of conversations and debates about what's going to happen. So I just wanted to take some time to talk about it. You know, we were left with a bunch of cliffhangers as far as uh, Din being captured. Uh, who is the extra spy? You know, what's going on with the mythosaur? There, there's a lot that has to be kind of covered in one final episode. So I just want to take a little bit of time before we get into Ted Lasso to talk about it, get our thoughts and opinions out there. I don't know where we want to start. If we want to start with Din being captured, go ahead, Brian. I did not expect Bo-Katan to die this early into stuff. Bo-Katan didn't. I thought she would have. She's going to die. No, I think not. I think they're going to kill her on Wednesday. I don't. Interesting. I think she's going to sacrifice herself. I don't well, I mean that's die. different than her dying. If she sacrifices, is she going to be breathing? No, I don't think she's going to die. I don't. I don't think we see. Uh, that's just me personally. I don't think we see Bo die personally. I mean, there's a chance. There's definitely a chance. Um, but I don't think we see her die. It, I it think just... if if she dies, it's not going to be right now. She'll be yeah. dying in a future season. I just feel like we need to see her bring everybody together before they die. Because they haven't been brought together yet. Like, she hasn't... She, like, Yes, she did. Not really. They're literally like, all together. Yeah, but they haven't, like, conquered Mandalore or anything. They haven't done They haven't done anything. And just to kill her off before that all happens kind of just seems a little what unsatisfying. Would be, what would be more tragic than her finally getting what she wanted and then immediately dying? If they kill Tech and then they kill Bo-Katan, I am done for with Star Wars for a, wa- a while. Well, well, you're going to be because we've got a while until Ahsoka. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I understand that's like a tragic death, Brian, but like her story would just be the same cycle over and over and over again if they killed her. Like she was there, but she was never able to get there. Like every single yeah. time, you know, and that's just. I don't know. Din just like repledged his allegiance to her. I think the two of them have more to do. Me too. I agree. I agree with that. The two I think the two of them are the future of whatever is coming as far as Mandalorians go. Um together, like side by side. Um I love the way they're handling the characters and I love the way they're handling the characters together. Like that mm-hmm. moment last episode when Din kind of pledged himself to her and it took her by surprise and and she kind of seems to be catching an eye for him, maybe, which is an interesting conversation. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it's definitely plausible, Brian. It's definitely plausible. I just don't see it happening personally. No, I agree with Chuck. Uh, oops, that she'll make it to the movie. Yeah, I feel like we got to see her in that big movie for Jesus. sure. Almost fell out of my chair. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Spun a little too fast. <laughs> let's let's get to one of the bigger questions here. Uh, the spy, the spy. Look, the title of the episode was the spies. We saw one uh, with Eliakine. Kane. There is one other out there. We don't know who it is. I did put a poll. Oh yes, we do. 
Uh, I put a poll in the chat, so we'll we'll get to that here in a little bit. But um, who do we think? Brian is obviously on the armorer train. I very much feel the armor as well, but I'm kind of in the boat of Axe Wolves right now. Um, just because he left very quickly when all of that happened. I know that he was going to save people or whatever, but um, Molly, where do you stand? Uh, no shade, but I think Axe is too dumb to be a spy. That's fair. <laughs> he's That's got fair. he's got big dumb energy. That's uh, fair. I think it's the armor. I think it's you should have said he has BD and and energy, and then said big dumb energy. <laughs> big dumb energy. <laughs> uh, I I mean the way that the armor was like, all right, I'm gonna take these guys and go back up to the the fleet. I'll yeah. I'll catch yeah. you later. You know, I, that was just way too sus. It's, I mean, look, I, I think we've all been super suspicious of her from the very beginning. And who better to help him make all that Beskar armor for himself and for those troopers than the armor? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it totally makes sense. Her actions from season two on have always been a little shady. She was, I mean, we were very new to her and fresh in this first season and kind of on her, uh, you know, favoritism a little bit just because she was helping Din. But then as the story played out, she got a little bit more suspicious and the move last week was definitely like, Oh, okay. You probably know what's coming. You're taking your out right now by helping the wounded. Um, I wouldn't be surprised whatsoever. And it would make the most sense. I'm just curious, like for how long, if it's been from the very beginning or if there was some type of negotiation at some point, like when they were originally wiped out off of Navarro or something, or if she yeah. even is an actual Mandalorian and she was just like placed there from Gideon. I mean, there's a lot of possibilities because Gideon clearly knows about the Mandalorian culture. Like he knows about it. He can plant someone if he probably wanted to. Mm-hmm. And like, Looking back, knowing that she was the only survivor, yeah, in that whole covert is pretty sus yeah. as well. She's good with those hammers, but like we saw her almost get taken out by that giant monster. Like she, we haven't seen her fight fight really without the hammers. Like I don't know. She, yeah. she's so. I'm like legitimately frustrated with her and her character in all of this, because I feel like it's been so long that we don't know anything about her. And I just feel a long time. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like we've been just dragged along for her stuff specifically that I'm like, all right, let's, let's get somewhere with this. Yeah. I mean, we're literally on the finale and we don't really know anything about her in three seasons. So (laughs) this is where I think, so I know everyone's like, Dawn's going to show up at the end of this episode. I think we finally find out who she is at the end of this episode. Oh, I think both of those mm-hmm. are happening. No question. I think Thrawn, Brian, I, I'm like, people going to disagree with me. I I've already Thrawn told is, you what, what I, I think they're going to do for we talked Thrawn. About, we I don't talked think about last you're going to see yeah. his face. I, I think we're 100% getting Thrawn in the next episode. I Whether it's we'll, like a millisecond, we're getting him. No question. Maybe a hologram. I could, I could see it as a post credit scene. Yeah. And that's it. See, so Molly, I said, I think it's going to be like something like, excuse me while I do dramatic 
uh, monologue. I would not be surprised if you see something like this, where it's like he, he's like leaning over, and you can just kind of like see you just know, hmm. and he's taught you hear the voice because like could, you hear that voice, you know exactly who it is. If you're, I like, would love to see like let's say, let's say that Gideon fails, right? The Mandalorians destroy his mandalorian home his little cave etc it's kind of on the outs the empire or what's left of it gets hold of it and we get a hologram from thrawn basically being like back off this is mine like you you've clearly done enough and it hasn't worked this is all me now i'm taking full control etc mm -hmm. and scaring the living, living daylights out of him because get, remember gideon doesn't know doesn't really believe that he's alive gideon is yeah. from last week he doesn't know or feel like Thrawn is really out there. And to get a random hologram call from Thrawn, basically, you know, imposing himself, that'd be pretty cool. That mm -hmm. would be pretty cool. I like how they set that up with all the the, the bad guys in that meeting. The Shadow Council? Like, yeah, the Shadow Council. I Council. was so excited to, that uh, Brundle Hux was there. Like, honestly, mm -hmm. I think that was the thing I was the most excited about. I was like, oh my God, yeah. he's yeah. finally like a character now. Yeah, like because he's a big deal in the books and the comics. The last so. two days of videos from you guys, by the way, Necromancer and Thrawn's right of hand man. Those are two videos I were waiting on all week long. I've been waiting for those freaking videos. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But and yeah, to what... the casual fan, they didn't, they didn't know. I had to explain to my friends. Like they were like, "Okay, tell me what don't I understand?" And I was mm -hmm. like, "That dude is that dude's dad, and he is." <laughs> basically responsible for phasma and uh, like it was just like a whole thing and he's like oh so that yeah. guy's pretty important and i'm like yeah so but pelion can we just well, take a so moment sick. to appreciate so the casting love and it. the yeah. perfection that that it. guy looks exactly like pelion it's it's so good it is so good yeah it, is, it was it was great and what a great little ad again like you said the shadow council idea but then throwing both of those characters in there mm -hmm. um Brilliant, brilliant move. We talked about it last week, though, Molly, and I'm sure you and Alex have talked about it. But no Ray Sloan. No no Ray Sloan. The, the move of having no Ray Sloan in there is an interesting one. Even if just, like, having it there and not even saying anything would have been cool. But the choice of not having it there is pretty interesting. I How old would she be at this point? If she was on the Shadow Council? Like, in her she would. It would be similar to her in Aftermath. Yeah, just like five years later, five. No, I know. I think, I think she was like mid thirties, wasn't she? Like 30, early 30s, yeah, mid thirties, somewhere around there. Oh, okay, mid thirties, early forties, maybe. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, thirties or forties. Um, I think a move like that to to have her not in this, probably because she's showed up in so many other little things. I think they're saving her for something special. It's got to be that Filoni movie, right? Hopefully. Maybe. Yeah, something like that, or maybe next season in Mando, she'll pop up. Like, I think she's better than um, just a measly member of the Shadow Council. A hundred percent. So yeah, please. I think uh, there's a reason. Dave Filoni, please cast Naomi Harris as uh, Ray Sloan. That'd be great. Would love that move. See, I want. I was thinking Viola Davis for like an older. Yeah, but movie. she's like the obvious choice, which is a good one. Which is a good one. So. Yeah. 
I also like Cam Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett. Oh my god. Angela Bassett would her kill as Ray Star Sloan. Wars. I would. She would kill as Ray Sloan for she sure. She would no, be so good. Spoiler spoiler alert for the MCU fans. She's no longer in the MCU, so um, it's true. She needs a big big project next. That's for sure. Uh, all right. Any other thoughts on Mando? I don't know if we didn't talk about if we talked about everything as far as the finale. I, I just want thank everyone at Celebration that didn't spoil the episode for me because I didn't see it at Celebration. Yeah, I Dude, cannot believe you didn't we, see it. That's wild. Molly, There, I don't know what it is there. We heard nothing. Yeah, because we're all the hardcore nothing. fans that aren't going to be assholes and spoil yeah. I was <laughs> floored. I, in fact, I wouldn't have even known that they showed the episode had, I think, like, you or someone said it. I, there was not a peep on my mm -hmm. end. Yeah, everyone did a really good job of basically just giving, like, like their immediate non-spoiler thoughts, like, this episode is great, blah, 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 and that's it. Like, no spoilers, no names mentioned, anything, just their uh, instant reaction to it. Like, yeah. like Alex's tweet. Like, Alex put a super simple tweet out. And almost everybody that I saw did the same exact thing. Yeah. I was listening to Force Center today and Ken and Joseph also chose to not see it. They went out and like explored the city and they were both kind of just expecting to get spoiled on it yeah. and they didn't. So that's, it, that's awesome. It was incredible. Like it, the second I heard that they showed it, I was like, damn it. Like someone's going to say something or something's going to pop. I found out the winner of RuPaul's Drag Race faster than I heard <laughs> this th thing. And I don't even follow any of those channels. So it's like <laughs> I, I was floored because nowadays anyone hears anything like so-and-so died. Like they're, they're trying to be the first person to say it. And I mm -hmm. didn't hear anything. So props this for there. <laughs> IG12 I, is the greatest I, thing ever. I love him so much. I've seen a few people <laughs> say, you know, isn't it weird that he's just like walking around in, in IG11's dead body, but I, it's, it's a droid. It's a droid. Yeah. Like what? It's a droid. They, they wiped his, his like memory bank or whatever it was called. It's, he's pretty much just a shell of what he used to be. So I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to buy. When I, when I first saw him show up, I thought, "Oh my God, they're adding an Anzellan to the party!" Like I thought that was going to be the driver of IG12. And when they took him out and went to put Grogu in, I was like, "What?" <laughs> what? And then you heard him talk. And then he said yes and no, and I cried. <laughs> I first off, when it when the Anzellan walked by and w went. Bad baby, no Bad squeezy, baby. die, no squeeze. die. Which uh, hilariously, I know you're gonna say, there's no way some Star Wars, whoever's on that Twitter, <laughs> made a boo boo. Have you seen on the tweet it says, um, "Peace out, motherfucker." Like at the very end of it. Yeah, the Anzellan says that in the episode. You're lying. I swear, so it, it may just be our ears hearing it, but it's faint in the background. The Anzellan, as it's walking away, says that. Wait, so that's in the episode? I thought someone... That's what people are talking it. about. People are talking about that the that the Anzellan said it in the episode as it was walking away. Have you heard it, Molly? It sounds no. just like it. I bet he says so milk milker, he... and it sounds like 
Yeah, it, no, it sounds like he's going, peace out, motherfucker. Like, yeah, really fast. It's in the episode. Brian, it's when, I, it's right I, when he's I, walking away and his voice kind of fades because Grief and Din, I think, start talking. Mm-hmm. And you can hear it faintly in the background. And again, Here, it might I'll just be it. our ears trying to, like, put that or hear it. Well, I never caught it until I yeah. saw people talking about it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, that's where on. it came from. That's wild. Here, Molly, listen. That baby... Did you catch it at the end? Yeah, I don't think that's what he's saying. Yeah, it's again. Ah, I think it plays differently in the episode. Um, that that's a different audio clip than it is from the episode, but I doubt they would put it in their channel. It's literally on the Mandalorian Hmm. channel. Maybe, <laughs> maybe they tried to sneak that in. Whoever was doing the the sound yeah. mixing, but I don't know. I think that's a, a stretch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for Star Wars, a... I think that saying is definitely a little bit too much. But you know, who knows? I want to get a screen deck just so I can get a button to hit yes, yes, yes. <laughs> no, I we were laughing because uh, can you imagine the them calling, being like, "Hey, Tiger." Can we get you to just record you saying yes and no? Uh, and he's, oh yeah, sure. Why? Uh, we're gonna put Grogu's hollow body or Grogu inside IG Eleven's hollow body, and he's gonna hit buttons that say yes and no. Like I would pay to see his face. He would probably be like, that. best gig ever. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So. Um. All right. Well, let's go ahead and shift gears away from uh, Star Wars. We talked about Celebration. We talked about Mando, which I'm sure we'll talk about Mando next week as well. Um, And also for anybody watching, just throwing it out there. Obviously, you guys can go to Star Wars Explained on Wednesday for everything Mandalorian. They'll be covering it on Wednesday. But Alex and Molly will also be with Brian and I on Thursday talking the Mandalorian on our other channel, Apocalypse Movies. So if you're going to get triple dosage of star wars this week so um mm-hmm. make sure you guys are checking it out subscribe all that kind of that good stuff um all right so we'll have fun talking about ted lasso ted lasso is always a great heartwarming time to discuss even when they're going through some bumps and bruises um it's always a great time to watch great time to uh, talk about we haven't talked about it since the first episode so we've had a number of episodes in between uh i just want to get an idea of where everyone's at what they're thinking going forward we have a couple episodes left in the final season, Brian, I apologize, but the final season um, of Ted Lasso. I'm still not convinced. No, I, it's 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 definitely the final season. But uh, let's talk about it. Where How's everyone feeling about season three so far? Because a lot's happened. Like, a lot has definitely happened so far in the season. We've had Zava come and go. Uh, Nate's gone on a couple dates. Uh, Ted's son has gone through some bullying issues. Um, season three is has... Well, I wasn't going to go there, but yes, you're right. You're right. Um, is a little bit of a bully. Um, just starting off, I mean, I, I'm loving it every second of it. I really am. I think that, and it's it's obvious, I think, for a lot of people, but uh, the show does such a good job of telling real-life problems. Like, the prime example is the anxiety. The way they're dealing with the anxiety with Ted is pretty oh, fantastic. Oh, have um, any idea compared to what it's like seeing it. Like it's 
so spot. I have cried multiple times watching this show because of that. Because I'm like, holy crap. They are nailing exactly what it feels like. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it. I will never forget the very first time he had a panic attack, and I was like, "No way!" Like they're made, and it. I bawled, and it's just, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're good. Um, but no, if that's where we want to start and then kind of filter in other stuff, Molly, do you have anything to say about it? Yeah, I I mean, like you said, Brian, it's it's so spot on when when the the sound of everything kind of filters out and it's it almost sounds like a ringing in his ear and like everything goes quiet and he's just kind of like looking around like what's happening? Why are my hands tingling? Like that it's so accurate in how it kind of feels like everything kind of drops away and you're left with nothing but anxiety and it just like fills your whole world temporarily. Um, but I like seeing it from other people's point of view. Cause like Nate experienced it mm-hmm. and I don't have any love for Nate right now. So Mm-mm. I, I'm just like, I don't care what happens to Nate, <laughs> but yeah, it, Nate just like he's such a little turd. I've personally, I don't care about saying I've never liked him since the get go, from the beginning. There's they're they're sadly and Andy said it in the chat they're setting up his return. A hundred percent. Um, yeah. the character is, and I don't I don't know how. Like of, of course they can leave, re- and he's gonna take his. Yeah, friend. like they can they can redeem him. That's fine, but he's done a lot of bad things in a short amount short amount of time. Like the press yeah. conferences, the very first episode, ripping of the believe sign, you know, just like the disregard at the match. There's a lot that he's done over the course of just this season that you know I don't know if you can redeem that quickly. But it's all about the moment and how they do it. And I'm sure it's going to be a moment where it's through Ted's eyes. And when they do that, it typically works very, very well. Uh, We have those moments with Ted, you know, talking to people or being kind of like uh, the voice of reason. Like, for example, uh, during the match when Beard and Roy showed the video to the team, Ted was like, you guys made a mistake. Mm -hmm. No, like. If he's the voice of reason to everything, and that's probably what's going to happen. Uh, and then we'll believe it and we'll be okay with it, etc. Because Ted is clearly, even though he holds grudges against Nate a little bit for what's happening, he is still holding on to something for Nate. Like, there's still something there. Um, so as much as I don't want it, it's definitely going to happen, and I'm sure it's going to be done well. You know? Yeah, I, I like that Ted has kept his respect for mm-hmm. Nate this whole time. Mm-hmm. that's like just one of the many things that makes him such a great character is that no matter how low Nate goes, he never goes to match him yeah. at that level. Yeah. As far as Nate coming back, I would love to see him. If he is going to come back, I want him to be back as a water boy. <laughs> yeah. Start, start right back where again. he started. Cause he's yep. got to work back up to, to gain all of their confidence. Right? Actually if he does come back. 
I would not be surprised if it's like a maybe not like exactly a water boy, but maybe like a very low level assistant. I think Roy's gonna take over. Yeah. I think Roy I will be that. the head coach at the end of the season, especially now that they're really developing the relationship between Roy and Jamie. Like after this last episode and, and the training and stuff, that was the last hurdle that really needed to happen for Roy to be able to kind of take over the team as a coach. Mm-hmm. He needed to get through to the star player. And now that they're kind of on terms, it would make sense for Roy to take over. If Beard follows Ted back home, then you have Roy and Nate being the Richmond coaches. And that that kind of fits and that kind of makes sense that way. And maybe he has a water boy that way too. Yeah. Make the Jersey kid the assistant coach and Nate the Jersey kid. Oh, God, the Jersey kid. <laughs> What's the Jersey William. kid's name? I'm always forgetting his name. William. 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 Okay. Yeah. I only remember that because I've watched episode two a hundred times already. <laughs> and he just goes, and don't you say anything, William. Yeah. It's <laughs> so good. It's so that good. whole scene is the best. Sorry. God, how skittish you are from the war. <laughs> Old people are from the war. Like, yeah. it's, he's, they gave Jamie more to do this season, and a hundred percent they did. So yeah. good, Loki. It's like everyone's got the awards, so it feels like okay. So now we need to try to make sure they get their awards now too. It's mm-hmm. like, uh, but it's yeah. I like that he's training with, uh, what's his name, Roy. Roy, Roy. Yeah, yeah. That they're training together too. That's the cute. hot pants. That- yeah, that, that episode, I don't think it was last week's, it was the week before where the training started. And then Roy Roy went through a lot that episode with vulnerability and everything. And at the end of the episode, we saw Roy going out to train Jamie and he was ready to go. Mm-hmm. Lights on, running out of the house. All right, let's go, coach. Yeah. Um, I definitely love how their relationship has grown because it's arguably grown the most out of any characters on the show. Jamie and Roy have by far gone the farthest. So, yeah. Um, Molly, I got to ask you, though, because I freaked out when this happened because of another show. What are your thoughts on Keely and Jack? Because oh, she is I... from For All Mankind. Yeah, I love Jack. <laughs> I was like, oh, was my like, God, that's where she's from. Yeah. 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 I was I've like, wait, is she playing another it. lesbian? Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I saw that Me coming too. and I was kind of secretly rooting for it to happen yeah it's just like or like you saw like you saw keely doing that before jack showed up or when jack showed up when jack showed up i i could tell that like Mm -hmm. she took a liking to to keely quite a bit yeah i agree i need roy and keely no i think that ship sailed brian no i think that ship has sailed which i think it's okay you know they and I love that moment in last week's episodes when they were Keely and Jack were talking about it and Jack was like, Oh, it was bad. And she was like, no, it was actually really good. I don't want to talk about it, but it was actually, you know, it was okay. Mm-hmm. And they ended on good terms. They were there for each other when they needed to be. But I don't think I ever really saw them together forever. It was always kind of odd. Um, no, <laughs> I could sorry. see them getting back together or I could see them not. It's kind of like 50, 50 so. for me. I think I'm she's with Jack the rest of, Jack. of the way. What? See, I'm not a huge fan. What? You don't really know her yet. It's, um, she's just been kind of bland to me. Like, she's like the least interesting character, I feel like, so far that I've honestly ever come across. Other than Jane. Uh, 
beard. She's got that. She's got that boss bitch energy that I. Jane. Jane is wild. Scares me. <laughs> uh, when when Beard and Jane were just making out at the restaurant a couple episodes ago, <laughs> just sitting in the booth. <laughs> I love uh, how Beard just will say like a throwaway line of like, uh, "Tell her I said hi." No, she doesn't want to hear it because she thinks we're codependent. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. how about uh, how about Rebecca and the fortune telling of everything going on with her, the matches, uh, meeting the, baby. the people, the baby, the whole her nine stuff, yards that went through with her. That stuff's been so weird. Like, it's been confusing. Yeah, all the, the, the I mean. It's fun seeing all that stuff like come true, like when she sees her ex and her mm-hmm. ex has got a fiance now, and her fiance says that weird thing. Uh, I forget. What she said was. something backwards, and I, I don't remember what it was. It yeah. was supposed to be knight in shining armor. Oh, I think, she, or... yeah, tight in shining armor. I think tight, yeah, tight in shining, tight in shining armor. Yeah, tight in shining armor. It's been cool to see all that play out, but I'm like. Okay, but like, what? Where is this headed? With her getting pregnant. Who do you? Well, we just found out that she can't. I thought last episode. Uh, that that yeah. doesn't. It's miracle. I mean, it felt like a pretty big moment. Thing. I mean, I I think she will end up with Ted, and she will fulfill her need for a kid. So you, so you think Ted and Rebecca are going to get together? Yeah. Yeah. Really? I don't. I don't see that, and it's maybe because I don't want that. I, I'm also kind of fifty fifty on that, but I feel like that's where it's headed. Just with like her wanting to have children, and then I feel like that's always where it's been headed. You start an enemies to lovers type situation. Yeah, but I I felt like I if if that happens, he's there forever. I felt like it was always meant for him to go back to his son, and they're setting up his like the kind of good feelings between him and his ex wife. Like they've kind of been on a little bit cordial, like dude. Terms. Fuck the f ex wife. I think she. I don't. I didn't take that as them being on better terms. I took it as like she has a little bit more respect for him now, but they are still very much like not a, not ever gonna happen again. I just don't know if I want Ted and Rebecca. Man, I I don't. I, I feel I, like it would. I. Like the relationship that I want is Ted back with his son, I think is what is where I see it. And maybe he comes over. Like he could come over. I don't know. There's what, like seven more episodes? They they they're halfway. There they would have to do a lot of work to convince people for them to get together. I think all that's missing though is just like a physical relationship. Well, we almost had it last episode when they were in the hallway. They kind of had that weird interaction with each other. That's right. The part where yeah. he's tried to like get with sass and she was like, absolutely not. Oh my mm-hmm. God. I loved it so much. Like it, I loved she that. said he was a mess. <laughs> a mess. That's what it was. Am I a mess? Am I? Yeah. That was so yeah. I, I think they end up together. I would not be surprised if uh, his son came and lived with them. It's very plausible. It's very plausible. I mean, that, that's definitely a big, a big thing. Um, I just want I was... Rebecca to get away from her ex. Yeah. Like the yeah. fact that she the emperor. 
this whole time she's been from the very beginning trying to get back at him she needs to get out of that business she will never be happy if she's anywhere near rupert like i think she deserves happiness elsewhere and i think she should get out of there stupid rupert that is one person that has not changed i think it would be cute if if they did go back to america if ted actually coached soccer in america like i can see that little, happening like a little league i just thing. can't that's see rebecca living in america that's where i get it but who says they have to get to there brian she can have hot brown water anywhere <laughs> but she can't have her biscuits anywhere well she can if she she's can. With ted ted makes them. oh she's with ted but <laughs> but if but if ted uh, that's fair that's fair that's fair I was more, I think the thing that shocked me the most recently was um, (sighs) Leslie being like, we should look at someone else. Like he flat out was like Mm -hmm. threw Ted under the bus. I don't know necessarily if it's throwing him under the bus, but it is a realistic question that if you are in a business and in the role that he is in, it is a question that you do have to ask, like whether or not your friends like things have gone well because if you don't like if you're if you're going to get delegated if you're going to come in last place or whatever like things might have to change relegated is it relegated or delegated i think it's relegated delegated whatever relegated um i just think i it's i i wasn't mad at him at all for it i don't think yeah i because this whole time i mean ted's done amazing things for this team but it's more Mm -hmm. about what he's done for the morale, what he's done for them as individuals. He's not that good of a coach, mm-hmm. like a, a football coach. Like all the other coaches are great at that. He's better at just kind of like keeping the family aspect the of moral it support, together. moral support together. Yeah. And, and keeping morality high and, and whatnot. So I, I think it's a smart move to, if we're being honest, I, I definitely think that by the end of the season, he's not going to be the coach of Richmond anymore. I think his tenure will be up. I think Roy, if we're going to keep it within characters we know, Roy will probably take over. I would I would not like it if they made Nate the head coach. I would not like it at all. Mm-hmm. Same. Um, yeah. But who knows? I, th- I think he'll go back to America, but he'll always have a seat in yeah. that arena you know he'll, it'll be one of those things where it's like an open invitation for him to yeah. come back and visit and go to games and whatever i'm excited i mean i don't know how many episodes are left exactly but if, this, is, if this is the final season uh, it's doing very well so far. oh now you're saying if it's the final season oh, it's gonna be to the it? final season but i'll leave some hope for you brian it'll be the final season um yeah, if you're not watching Ted Lasso, if you've been watching this and you're just kind of cool with spoilers or whatever, get get yourself on watching Ted Lasso. It's fantastic. I've gotten a lot of people on my side to watch it. Um, Gabby adores it now. She caught up before the season started. She really, really enjoys it. Um, and I'm sure we'll I talk about it once season ends. No, you didn't. I know. I just want to see your face. I think this is the last season of Ted Lasso of of Jason Sudeikis as Ted Lasso. I think there's lots of possibilities for spinoffs. I can like see that. Roy could get his, his own spinoff. I, that's, yeah. 
if anyone gets a spinoff, I think he makes the most sense to have a spinoff. Yeah. Just because yeah. he's so... Lo- oh, we just had an earthquake. Little tiny one. Really? That was fun. Did you hear the, my apartment completely crack? I heard squeaks. Yeah, I just heard it was like a like oh, an earthquake. Like a, you sure it was an earthquake? It like felt like one of those little like teeny jolty ones. Hmm. I don't know. Whatever. Maybe I farted. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like you know, like when the sound of someone. Do you have someone living above you? Mm-mm. Oh, it sounds like if you if someone above you is like walking really yeah. heavily, but no, the whole entire building just like did a really loud crack um one last thing though uh trent and colin situation yeah i'm interested when that how that's gonna come to be if it's gonna be like him reporting in like a newspaper or website or if it's gonna if he's gonna reveal something in his book um or if he's just holding on to it for specific reasons but that was like was I like don't be three episodes ago. That was episode th- episode three. Yeah, that was um, a long time ago, and they haven't touched on it since. No, I don't think he will do anything about it after the way he had the conversation with um, Roy. I hope so, because because he made it seem like, um, I mean, they made it a point to say like you were a scumbag and he said like oh i was just trying to get like ahead and then they mm-hmm. talked it out if he does that so. that would be that's pretty much outing someone is pretty much the lowest thing you could morally do well one of the morally yeah lowest things you could do yeah. so i just the way they made us like I really like Trem, Krim. So, like, I would be devastated. That would be a, a bad guy, full bad guy move. So, I, don't, I, I like don't the role that. they've put him in this season for sure. Yeah, I, do like I just role. don't see him. He's done too many, too much good to do something. It just wouldn't seem right, personally. Yeah, it, it would feel because his character has changed so much i think because of ted Mm -hmm. then if he went back and like put something about him and outed him in a book i think it would erase all of that and it wouldn't make sense yeah yeah agreed um all right well if uh you guys don't have any more thoughts on ted lasso we can go and wrap the show up any final thoughts I don't know if we missed anything. We'll obviously cover it again. Um, it was a perfect opportunity tonight to cover it just because Jill was not here. She has not seen Telasso, so we were able to do it uh, without her just sitting there. She always forces quick. shows on us, but then she never watches the shows that we force on her. <laughs> Have you noticed that? I did start got... watching Love is Blind because of You Jill. got forced into Love is Blind, Drag Race. I watched The Vow because of her. The Vow. wasn't forced into Drag Race. All of you guys. I did. That's fair. Uh, what else has she forced us into? I don't know of anything. She, I already watch all the trashy things she watches. <laughs> so not me. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. say force. I would say heavily influence. I mean, over we can't even get over. her to watch Star Wars <laughs> sometimes. What? I mean, over the past few days having COVID, I watched like 
four different crime documentaries. And then I was like, all right, I need to take a break from true crime. <laughs> and then I got <laughs> into Love is Blind. And now I'm almost done with the first season. I'm sure okay. we'll, uh, if you watch more of it and Brian can catch back up on season four, I know Jill's got I only have one episode left, so don't say catch Well, up. I know Jill yeah. would love to talk about it, so maybe we'll do that next week. Um, I heard the know, live stream was a hot mess. It was poo-poo. Gabby <laughs> and I sat there for an hour waiting for it to come on, and then it came on at 6.30, and it wasn't even live. That's so dumb. Why would they try yeah. to do that live? Was, and honestly, <laughs> the reunion was trash. It was garbage. Like, what a waste of time. Everyone, like, what I, an absolutely just, waste of time. That is the one thing I keep hearing everyone say is that it was just absolutely horrible. Well, and the not even reason, the like time thing, it was just bad. I, I'm not going to put it fully on them, but Nick Lachey and his wife should not be the host of a reunion. They they don't know how to hold a reunion with questions. They were. <laughs> You know, like like reunion hosts are supposed to kind of like pose a topic and then stay neutral. It was very clear where their opinions lied with certain yeah. situations. And as a host for a reunion, you can't do that. So, yeah, I can already tell in season one. Is their name Vanessa? Yeah. I think it's Vanessa. Yeah. Uh, just some of the lines that she has. I'm like, OK, <laughs> first of all, dial it back a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just it just feels very targeted at like mm -hmm. making these pitting mm -hmm. these people against each other. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. You still watch the circle? Yeah. Same. Circle's good. It's a, it's that's more of a background show for me. Yeah. I don't like sit there and watch it, but it's a background yeah. show. So Oh my god, Blake. If Andy Cohen was the host, they would have been dragged to filth. It would have been <laughs> bad. Uh all right, everyone, that's going to wrap it up tonight for POV. Thank you guys so much for joining us, hanging out with us. Uh, we appreciate everyone who's been in the live chat, watching live. There was 40-plus people watching the whole night, but not 40 of you in the chat. Either way, we appreciate you guys. Just a quick note. Yeah, it was a good uh, amount. Make sure you check out the YouTube membership if you are interested. Um, a lot of cool offers in there, custom emojis, uh, early access to stuff, uh, being being a part of the view crew. The person that we see in the chat right now, Mr. Andy, you can see the symbols that he's getting as part of the membership. Thank you so much, Andy, for being a part of that. Uh, and of course, if you're not interested in that, go and check out our Patreon. There's a lot of cool things happening over on the Patreon. Bar trivia, movie nights, um, hangouts, questions, Q&A, stuff like that. A lot of fun stuff that's coming up very quickly, too. April's been an insane month, and we had to put Patreon on a back burner for the first two weeks, but we're getting back to it. It's all happening, and we will see all of you guys very, very soon. Let's do do uh, some quick plugs before we wrap it up. Molly, where can everyone find you guys online this week? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Molly Damon, Instagram at Molly Mander, and you can find us on Star Wars Explained everywhere, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, if anyone still uses Facebook. Uh, and yeah, we're going to be streaming on Wednesday, talking all about the Mando finale. Thursday, our Lego stream will be back. And then Thursday night, we'll be on Apocalypse. Yeah, buddy. Flips? Flips. Apocalypse. Apocalypse. <laughs> it's a tongue twister. It's a tongue twister. <laughs> um, Brian, before you plug uh, all of your socials, why don't you let the good people online know what's going on here very soon? Do you have a little image thing? No, we saw it on Twitter. Just go ahead and announce it. Yeah, but I want to see it. Come on. Uh, Stop being a tease. I'm. I can't help it. 
Yeah, I'm gonna play video games on the computer, and you can come oh, watch. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so exciting the way you said that. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and Jake made a little fun little image for it. For the love of God, please come watch it. The amount of time I've had to learn to set this crap up—that's worth your time, and as it is. Um, but yeah, I what I was thinking about. Uh, uh, what am I calling it? Jedi Fallen Order. What is Survivor? Survivor? No, not the new one. The other one. Fallen Order. First one. Oh, is it Fallen Order? Okay, sorry. Yeah. Um, I was thinking there's a there was an old Xbox game that was somewhere with that title. So I was thinking it was that one. Jedi Order is what you're thinking of, I think. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about doing that, but the game is coming out next week. I don't have enough time to beat it. So I don't know. We'll see. Maybe Wednesday. Wednesday might be the first day. We'll see. I'll throw that out there as maybe. Might see a a test stream where Brian kind of hangs out, gets the hang of it before Survivor. But I think the goal is to play Jedi Survivor, right, Brian? Well, you're trying to force me to play it before it. So I just want you to be comfortable with it. That's all. I I I was trying to figure out why my Switch wasn't um working because i was going to just play mindless games on my switch but i for whatever reason it's not doing it and then just go straight into survivor but we well either way brian will be playing uh he'll be streaming games here on youtube not on twitch it's going to be here on the channel so make sure you guys are subscribed here uh we'll post it preview it just like we do with all of our shows you'll see it on social media we'll put it in the discord links will pop up here on the channel that way everyone knows and uh and then of course you can check us out on apocalypse as well we'll be live tomorrow seven o'clock pacific and then live for fandalorian club on thursday again with alex and molly talking everything the mandalorian uh thank you guys so much for joining us hanging out we appreciate you all hope you guys are staying safe and we will catch you guys next time bye guys <laughs>